everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me as always is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Well, you ready to be a just a big old scoundrel today? Just a, Or do you want to be the princess? I want to be Chewy. Not part of this at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that doesn't sound like a good omen at all. Oh, Poor boy. Chewy. Poor Chewy. Well... Maybe this is off when he's making the holiday special with Luke. <laughs> well, we already knew he had a family at this point, so uh, had to find some other thing to occupy his time. It's weird we didn't true. get really any C-3PO either, which was kind of a breath of fresh air for anything with Leia. Wow. <laughs> well, for those of you who didn't read the title or don't plan on listening to anything else past this point, uh, we are going to talk about The Princess and the Scoundrel book by uh beth revis beth revis yeah so this uh this should be an interesting one sort of uh post episode six like directly post yeah it's weird it says timeline for aby but it's like no we start out literally at return of the jedi <laughs> Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite interesting. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about this book today. I think that um, you know there might be some discussion in here. Hopefully, we haven't been overly oh. positive with recent books, have we? Hey, totally didn't catch that. Aby, not after the Battle of Endor. <laughs> so the timeline is right. <laughs> I just saw four, and I assumed Endor. My bad. Uh, after Battle of oh, Yavin. My goodness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. buddy. I was just going to let That's you roll. I didn't even really think about it. <laughs> so I didn't catch Jack. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We'll let it go for now. For now. The fans won't. We will. No, they won't. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to get into this book today. Um, see what we can... I don't know what 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 are what uh, what's a, what is a book review? What is a book review? Pain, <laughs> lately pain. <laughs> well, we we haven't. No, we have been a bit negative lately. We we have. I don't like being negative at all because I think that there is a, a large subset of humans who are just negative for the sake of being negative. I feel like, or negative for the sake of clicks, or you know whatever the hell that might be. But um, yeah. I mean, I I wanna, I want to like. I want to like what we are yeah. getting into. And a lot of people tend to gravitate towards negativity. I mean, look at YouTube. <laughs> the algorithm for that is definitely <laughs> towards that. But uh, I mean, I don't feel like as much we've been negative as we just pick content that really didn't. It wasn't really intended for us personally which is fine i mean there's there's a lot of different subsets for star wars we weren't really fan of mandalorian lore before the show came out i mean things can change but uh but no this was actually a book that unlike the last few that we've done save force unleashed i was really anticipating doing obviously anything with han and leia is gold to me and Mm -hmm. yeah quick thoughts i i wasn't totally disappointed so it won't be a negative <laughs> review on my side <laughs> well i'm happy you weren't like totally disappointed dude um yeah I, I will say that yeah i mean like hans hans my dude 
You know, he's my guy, mm-hmm. uh, bro. Uh, so whatever happens with Han, I'm I'm usually pretty excited about. And you know, Leia Except for Force Awakens. What's that? Except for Force Awakens. You know, but honestly, <laughs> like even though they killed him off, <laughs> spoilers. Um, even though they killed him off, I still think he played a pretty good part in there. Like yeah. I wasn't, especially considering he really didn't even want to come back. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's for sure. But I, I I like Han. I think Han's a great character. I think oftentimes he he sort of gets um, dumped on from a writing perspective. I mean, you remember that Doctor Afra uh, audio drama that we uh. listened to forever ago, and how dumb they made Han seem for the sake of pumping yeah. Afra. Which again, I don't dislike Afra. I'm just saying they really did. You could have made Afra look smarter and instead of Han looking more stupid. Yeah. Yeah. He just, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, it it should be kind of interesting. We'll kind of see how, how we like the book and individually, but uh, I guess as we normally do uh, start out with a little bit of how you week been. Uh, Pretty good, actually. Got rid of a car, got a new car. Oh, did you get that done, huh? Yeah, yeah. It was a is a weird process. I don't know if you've ever just outright sold a vehicle to a dealership without trading. No, but I mean, it co- it took like, of course, it had already been inspected. She had taken it the day prior to inspect it, but we had our quote. Went in, they checked mileage again, just make sure that we didn't hit anything on the way, and. Maybe a half hour in and out. Make sure you didn't completely <laughs> blow through a deer on your way there. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know some dealership has done that. Totally bought oh, a car gu- that was yeah messed up. Right. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. But it was funny. Uh, while we were waiting on finance, he's like, just so you know, we just got like two pieces of paper to sign. And I ended up owing just slightly on the car, oh, like okay. 500 bucks. Uh, but it was like a tenth of what I owed. So I was fine with it. He's like, yeah, we'll just get your signature. You'll pay off the difference, and you'll be out the door. Guy from financing comes in. He hands me one piece of paper. I sign it. He's like, okay, you don't have to make payments anymore. Have a good day. <laughs> and I look at the guy across from me. He looks at me. The guy, the finance guy's walking away already. He's like, don't leave yet. <laughs> he jumps up Jeez. to go get him. But, uh, yeah, got that over with and uh, bought a, a Camry off one of my buddies. The timing was pretty much perfect for that. Got a good deal on it, so. Good. No more car payment. Excellent, excellent, very good, very good. Happy to which, happy to hear. Which, which is great because this is not the time to buy a new car. Everything's still so pricey. You know, just out of curiosity, yeah. while I was there, I asked if they had like a just a Colorado. Mm. He's like, yeah, we have a ZR2 coming in in about a month, but it'll be like fifty grand. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, no, for midsize, there's there's no way I'm going into that payment right now. <sighs> Yeah, dude, I, I I don't know. Like, eventually, I also probably want to grab a new car-ish, new-ish. Not like a new car, but, you know, ish. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, is, it is difficult because the supply is not there, and the supply that is there is expensive. Yeah, well... Obviously, a lot of it still has to do with the chips. But one thing I didn't know, the guy was telling me that apparently uh, to kind of deal with that, a lot of people 
a lot of dealerships do this, but they will buy the car with a dumbed down version of the chip needed. So, like, basically all the higher trim package features won't work when you buy the car. Like, if you have heated seats or some of the safety features for, like, the the auto braking system and lane assist and everything, you'll just buy a car for the price of a high trim package and you'll get the base model. And then down the line, when they actually can get the chip, they'll retrofit it in. But it could be, like, a year down the line. That's uh, pretty scumbaggy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, at what point do you just swap badges and say that it's a base model, <laughs> you know, and sell it for base model price? Right. Or just do more base model cars Yeah, in general. Yeah. Wow. Which apparently they don't, they try not to do any base models because of obviously margin, but when they have so few supplies, they want to put them all towards whatever will make them the most so it's always high trim package so it's just it's crazy right now it's a good time to not have to deal with dealerships yeah for sure that's that's pretty nuts though i don't i don't like to i don't like to hear that at all it's unfortunate yeah. but hey at least so yeah between the car that between the car that i got from you and this camry i'll be interested to see which one lasts longer they got about the same <laughs> mileage so the war of Honda and Toyota, I guess. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, you know, it, it is what it is. But, yeah, hopefully hopefully that works out. So that's good. Yeah. Good stuff. What about you? How's your week been? Busy. Very busy week. Um, moved. Uh, continue to get the house in order for its sale, which uh, should be on the market by um, next weekend, hopefully. I'm taking off Friday through Tuesday, uh, going back to work Wednesday. So I'm just going to take that weekend and button up anything uh, that I need to get the key to the realtor. The photos are being taken Friday, I think. And uh, then we'll be trying our best to sell that place out. Nice. Um, well, the holiday, hopefully you'll have a lot of people available to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think given the area, I think it'll do fairly well. Uh, I think there's already been a little bit of interest in it. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that goes pretty smooth. Um, yeah. I want the money. Yeah. I want that money, man. Yeah, lots of money. <laughs> well, good. It'll wind yeah, up being pretty decent. Out. Now, on Sunday, though, did take a, a bit of a break and went and saw uh, Rogue One. And I'm in oh, the you got to see it. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. went to the IMAX. Well, first of all, it was dead. It was dead in hell. Apparently, really? Easton like closes at five o'clock on Sat or on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah, it's weird. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> but anyway, it was dead. Um, it was very hot out, and we we ate at a uh, like a ramen place, uh, Slurping Turtle. And we had some bao and, and uh, two different ramens, and it was a lot of food, and it was very good. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we saw the movie, but they also played an extended kind of uh, trailer for Andor. That was one of the sort of, in quotations, exclusives uh, for going and seeing the movie. Um, and essentially, they basically just showed a scene where, uh, oh, what is that guy's name? The guy from Thor. Um 
the older guy. Uh, Stalin Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. Who is playing what looks from the previews to be possibly like a an aristocrat turned rebel fighter. And so we see him uh, meeting Andor for the first time in this uh, weird little factory looking thing with all these hooks and chains all over the place. And Andor stole a like a computer core or like a droid computer core, it looked like. And uh, he was looking to get paid. And he's like, well, how did you get in there? It's like, you know, the Empire is so arrogant that I can just go in. They they just don't believe that anybody would ever do it. And that's their weakness, <laughs> which is kind of funny. I think that the, the series is definitely going to harp a lot on the gluttony of the Empire and and the gluttony mm-hmm. of, of, you know, the rich. And that'll probably upset some people on one side or the other. Who knows? But um, yeah, I I, th- I thought it was pretty interesting. It, it looked it looked kind of fun, and eventually some of the uh, you know whatever the planet's guards come in to try and arrest them, and they have a little bit of a shootout, and uh, all the chains and stuff are going everywhere, and and they escape, and so that was kind of a little bit of a preview there of the series. So nice. and or effectively being recruited. Looked like he had just mm-hmm. been working as a mercenary for a while, so yeah, it was it was kind of a cool little little preview of the show. It looks good, like it looks. Um, it doesn't look well cheap, done. you know. <laughs> I don't think it looks cheap. I think it looks pretty decent. And uh, yeah, and then watch the movie, and that was fun uh, to see that in theaters. And you know, I, <laughs> I don't. IMAX is just a bigger screen, right? Is is that what IMAX is? I believe so. Okay. I, I didn't know what I was expecting because, like, I don't think I probably have been to an IMAX, but, like, for some reason I had it in my head that this was going to be, like, super-duper definition, and it wasn't. It, it, at times it looked not so great, but it was just a huge screen. I was like, well, this is kind of cool, but, like, it could be cooler. So IMAX is a proprietary system of high-resolution cameras, film formats, film projectors, and theaters known for having very large screens with a tall aspect ratio. Okay, well, I mean, it was a huge screen, but the resolution could have been better. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Well, could have been better. Aspect ratio is weird. I mean, they market that as a positive, but I feel like when I'm not used to it, it kind of ruins everything no matter how clear the quality is and everything yeah i don't know but that just messes with me sure well and and yeah it depends on on the clarity because i yeah i've seen some tvs where they're almost too high res just like too much but this didn't seem any better than anything else it was just a big huge screen and and it was dead there were like there wasn't anybody in the theater i mean there were very few people which surprised me Hmm. a little bit that's disappointing but I can't say that they really advertised it really well. I think I only ever saw one advertisement in the past couple of weeks for it. So yeah. might just be that. I don't know. It might be because the new Dragon Ball movie's out, and that's all anyone wants to go see. Is there a new uh, Dragon Ball movie? Yeah, it just came out. I think it's even playing in our hometown, <laughs> which is weird when you think about it because... Where we grew up had a very basic selection of movies, so mm. to get anime is kind of odd. 
Weebs rule. Weebs wins, right? Different world. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I haven't really heard of any movies that sound interesting for at least a little while. So I haven't yeah, paid much I looked attention. Last week and nothing really caught my eye. Well, I mean, I you know, I, I still like going to the movies, getting popcorn, all that good sort of stuff. But you gotta have a good yeah. movie. Yeah, I mean, you're paying substantially more, you know. I don't personally like going to our theater. I like going to Columbus, mm-hmm. so you have a time saying. Yeah, I mean, I have my theater, too, that I that I enjoy. So, yeah. anyway, yeah, good good stuff. Good times, good stuff, lots of work, good things. A lot of busyness. A lot of busyness, <laughs> absolutely. Getting tired of busy. I don't know about you, but I feel like I've been busy for so long that it's just... And I hate telling people that I'm busy. It's such a, I feel like, almost pretentious thing. It's like, oh, I'm just choosing to be busy all the time. It's just awesome because it makes me more important or something. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm really not happy about it. I'm just stating a fact. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Well, anyway. Well, hopefully sure holiday weekend, down. we can all get a nice little break from the busyness. Yeah, absolutely. Feel free to come up and help me clean. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds busy. <laughs> okay, I guess. You want to hear some awesome pedal news? I was going to ask if you wanted to talk about video games for 20 minutes like we seemingly have been doing well, we, for the past month. Yeah, we've been doing yeah, that, but do we haven't had else. good pedal talk for a while, so I think it's pedal talk time. You sold all your pedals. No, God, Because no. she won't let you have them in the No, house. no, she enjoys <laughs> the pedals. I did buy this little boost pedal from JHS. Uh, it's called the Red Solo Boost. And it's got a little red solo cup on it. <laughs> they made a. Uh, Is that just like a little custom job? No, they just made a limited qua- a quantity. Apparently, they were going to put it in their lineup, but um, when it was like pr- right before the height of COVID, and they just they built like eight hundred of them, and then they never mm-hmm. got back to it. They sat and they just decided to release them, and they sold out within about four hours. So. Really? So, yeah, I got one. It was fun. But um, I don't remember if you ever ran across them or ever heard me talk about full-tone pedals. Mm, doesn't ring a bell. So full-tone is a is kind of one of the one of the original, like, boutique, boutique pedals, small builder, Mike Fuller um, out of California. And he's he's been pretty controversial. Um, is that the guy with the YouTube channel? No, no. He showed me no different guy. No, that that's okay. Josh Scott. That's JHS. That's that's a channel that I've, okay. I've seen. But um, now nah, Fuller, he he's been you know in in and out of controversial, you know, just crap that he says. But anyway, mm-hmm. so he just announced that his he's shutting down full tone, and. Um, he made some great pedals, the full tone OCD, like everybody has an OCD. Um, and then, you know, I've had a couple of them along the way and there are a couple that I, I had been looking at, but they shut down and what happens? Huge spike in prices. Like there were two specific (laughs) pedals, they're fuzz pedals. One's the, the 70 and one's the 69 based off of like a 1970, style tone bender fuzz pedal and the other one's a a fuzz face but anyway Mm -hmm. those things were trending for like 90 bucks right now i saw one attempting to like get 500 dollars out of it my god yeah and it's like it's not (laughs) he, he was he was small in the beginning but he sold 
a ton of pedals, hundreds of thousands of pedals. They're all out there. It's not unique. He wasn't like a small builder his entire thing. So yeah, anyway, price gouging in the pedal world. Controversy. Yeah, I wonder if he bought like a large amount of his stock that he was selling off and just waited to see. Oh, God. <laughs> That'd be funny. Or acted like he sold it off. Yeah. And then just he's got an eBay account now. Oh God. It's, it's the whole reason for setting up his channel and his franchise just for this one big cash grab. That's funny. <laughs> All right. All right. I guess we should actually talk about our episode, which coincidentally, not as echoey. Yeah, I I went to edit that podcast and I actually got it out a little late um, just with the moving and everything. But um, yeah, I was listening to it. I was super echoey. There was nothing in that room when I was recording. It's pictures. All those pictures you took down. Yeah. (laughs) Were your guitars even up at that time? I think I had taken them down, yeah. I think I had taken pretty much everything down. So yeah, it's it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild, man. What uh, are you allowed to hang up all your pictures, or you got them? They're actually behind still? me. I haven't I haven't even thought about oh. it yet. I'm probably gonna put maybe the Millennium Falcons at least behind behind me, and you know maybe yeah. something else. So gotta get those Rogue ones out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those are some of my favorite. Sure, by far, absolutely. Did I give you one of the Rogue One posters? Yeah, you got me one, then I bought one. They're both okay. Uh, the main movie poster and then the alternate where okay. you have the X-Wings diving down beneath. Okay. So. That's, that's yeah. what I, that's what I thought. Cause it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Cause I, th- I thought I had gotten two and then I gave you one and then, then we got you the millennium Falcon for your birthday a mm. while ago. So yeah. that was good yeah. stuff. That's like a focal point next to yeah. all the like happy family pictures that she's got. I've got my Falcon. Up top. It's a, it was a cool <laughs> one. Very cool. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, that's that's a lot of yakking. So uh, I guess we go ahead and talk about the Princess and the Scoundrel by Beth Reeves. Reeves, Reeves. Yeah. So not a whole lot of Star Wars necessarily. A few things. Um, mainly just some comic stuff. Uh, Force of Destiny, Ahsoka and Padme, whatnot. So this is her first really big book. Well, she did uh, Rebel Rising. Which was a Rogue One, yeah, Rogue One tie-in. Yeah, I don't think we ever did that. Did no, we? no, we never did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so not 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 a huge amount, but a writer and does have credits. So she she has mm-hmm. been writing. She has been putting up books, just not necessarily a ton in the Star Wars universe, which they seem mm-hmm. to be doing a lot now. Yeah, branching out. Yeah. Maybe they're worried about things getting too stale with having a core group of writers like they've had for so long. Well, I, they've taken a lot of the core and put it in higher public. Yeah, so now, which I don't think they've really felt like they've gotten a good return on their investment with that. <laughs> I, Almost makes you wonder yeah. if these people had written these books instead had it been completely different than... Are heavy hitters. That's tough. Yeah, that's that's hard to say. I I will say obviously they're going to continue with High Republic. I would be surprised at how long they continue with High Republic. Yeah, we've been kind of in a hiatus. When is our next dump of mm, High Republic books? I don't know. There were a couple that came up on Amazon at some point uh, here recently while I was looking around. 
Let's see. I don't know. Is Convergence High Republic? Did that ju- that just came out, didn't it? Mm. I've seen it quite a bit here lately. And then the Battle of Jeddah. Remedy. That one's a new one. Jeddah. Jeddah. <laughs> you know, like Jeddah. Oh, so yeah, I think Convergence see. is Convergence, huh? Mm-hmm. Midnight Horizon was that? Did we read that one? Daniel Jose Older. Yeah, we. Yeah, that was the last one we did. I think. Oh, is it dumb? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> oh no, this comes out November fifteenth. Okay. Quest for Planet X. Oh, that! It doesn't even have cover art yet. Worst. I hope that's not the real name then. <laughs> April, <laughs> April fourth, twenty twenty-three. Uh, Path of Deceit. Ooh, that's in October. Oh, okay. Got one coming up. Okay. Path of Deceit. Uh, interesting cover art on that one. Oh, okay, so it's Justina Ireland. Or wait, is it written by multiple authors? Tessa Gratton and Justina Ireland. And one more. Oh, okay. It's two authors? Uh, interesting. Okay, a young adult. Okay. Hmm. Well, that's... That's odd that's really odd <laughs> why does it say Tess Gratton oh okay it, do, it does it's just two authors then why would you need two authors to write a book I don't get that does that sound ignorant <laughs> it's ignorant probably probably <laughs> but that's okay you're being ignorant so yeah so I'm just looking at a list of all releases coming up obviously we have Mandalorian Grogu and Mando coming up but I just get so excited about Visions, man, because we got the droid who became a Jedi. I'm going to need you to shut your mouth. (laughs) Shut your freaking (laughs) mouth. X-Wing, the back to war. Well, I don't know. We'll have to decide this year because, yeah, so we've we've got... We have Path of Deceit, which is a young adult written by two writers for some reason. Then we have um, Convergence, which is the adult uh, Zoraida Cordova. I'm sure. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. But that's is an it adult. Bad that, novel. that sounds like a book we've gone over already. These names just kind of all sound the same. Yeah. In this one. Short story, Starlight Stories. This one uh, definitely seems like it has maybe even some new characters in it. Uh, in, God, I hope so. Uh, I mean, who is this supposed to be on the cover? She's got dual purple lightsabers. Yeah, that was the one I was referring to. I've seen that advertised quite a bit, actually. Okay. So we're just moving on to new people, then, is what I'm getting here. Looks like it. And then f- oh, we get a BB-8. Oh, my. And then we have <laughs> Quest for the Hidden City, which um, is a kid's kids uh, deal George Mm -hmm. Mann 
doing that one, so that's that's a thing. I don't know, dude. What Kevin do you think? Scott's got one. Co- that's gonna be good. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think we need to think we should continue to push through? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're gonna be kind of busy right now with the series. True. But, but we would have quite a bit to catch up on when we're done with them. Mm. Probably three or four books by then. Hmm. But a book that, that was written by two a, people. Yeah. I mean, two people wrote it. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm totally looking up co-author books now just, just to see if that's stop. If something that we don't know is really stop it. <laughs> it look it looks like uh, Path of Deceit doesn't have an audio book to it. Convergence does, hmm. but maybe we'll skip Path of Deceit and just hit Convergence then. Yeah. Mm. I'm just excited for battle scars. <laughs> mm, okay. So anyway, talking about Princess and the Scoundrel then, right? Are we? Might as well. Are we? Okay, let's let's get in. Co-author books look like crap. I don't recognize any of these. Oh no. Well, maybe they did like Sorry. in this book where you had two two narrators. Maybe uh well, honestly, when you think about it, you almost could have done that with some planning with uh with our book we're talking about today. That's, yeah, that's you true. already have it split up per chapter. Yeah. Could have made that work. So pretty expensive audiobook, by the way. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars on the that audiobook. I had credits. Uh twelve <laughs> hours forty five minutes for those of you audiobook listeners. We did have um uh Mark Thompson uh coming back and uh Saskia Marleveld. S- yeah, I know she's done some of some recently. I recognize the name. The voice sounds super familiar. I, I don't think that's our uh, Alphabet Squadron. No, she she sounds a lot like uh, uh, who who is the voice of Padme? Uh, in Clone uh, Wars, uh, I always forget her name. Catherine Tabor. So Catherine Tabor has been doing like the Queen's Hope books. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I was like, oh, is this Catherine Tabor? It's like, uh, nope, it's definitely not. Um, Would make sense when you think about it. Yeah. In a way. Uh, actually, yeah. We've been kind of neat. Yeah. We've been kind of neat. So narratively, th- this book is split up into effectively Leia and Han chapters. There are over 50 mm-hmm. flipping chapters in this book. Yeah. Um, Did you think? going into it once you realize the format that it would get really cumbersome quickly constantly switching back that often you know to be honest with you i know this was written as a book and not as a screenplay but if it were me and you're gonna have two separate narrators why don't you just have you know one don't say chapters and yeah just read it (laughs) so mark reads one and um uh uh, Sa- Saskia uh, Sorry if I'm mispronouncing the name for the 15th time Read just Leia's lines Like do an audio drama mm-hmm. At that yeah, do point Something closer to the uh, the Dooku Yeah It would have been kind uh, of fun Jedi Lost 
Yeah. Because they really did well with uh, Asajj's portions of that. I think yeah. they could have done the same here. Yeah. And Mark Thompson's uh, female voice is not very good. No. Oh but Let me he is a very good, gruff Han. <laughs> I'll be honest. I didn't really like his Han. Really? No. I kind of took it as more of a, which I guess with the timeline doesn't make a lot of sense, but almost like an older Han. That was my problem with it. That was my that was my problem with it. It felt old and almost slurry at times. It felt a little heavy handed, a little buzzed all the time. Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, I I think that was my problem with it. It just didn't quite fit the Han that I would think of at this time. But I could be kind of thought kind of thought old western a bit in some ways the way he talked. Like especially one line that kind of stood out. It's not a like spoiler jump ahead or anything, but near the end of the book where. He's like, well, I kind of wish I wouldn't have gone on this crazy mission, but then I wouldn't have gotten that kiss, and that just would be a damn shame. I just yeah. kind of instantly thought, old Western. How about <laughs> Rail Avaros? <laughs> no, I did not think of Rail Avaros. You are now. I want to talk a little I bit miss- about the tone of this book, though, um, because I'm not going to lie. There were times when I was incredibly cringed, or bored. And then there were times when I was like, Oh, well, okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, it was either very gripping or very, I, I, I will be completely honest. There are full sections of this book that I can't bring to mind. <laughs> well, it, it's and just, I listened to it twice. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about like a third of the book is the wedding, the wedding yeah. of, um, Princess Leia and Han Solo on Endor, and they they've been on like the social media showing the the dress that she would have worn, and it's like green and you know pretty and all this stuff. And they talk about the the ring ceremony, how it was pieces of tree, the tree from Endor held together with some sap that hardened like amber. And you know it kind of irritated me that we did all of that the sword. It, well, we, we did all that, and they broke the damn ring, and they got yeah. new rings. Kind of defeated the entire purpose of the ceremony and everything. And, yeah, I, I think in one way the whole sim- symbolism of that was kind of foreshadowing their relationship. Yeah, but what would happen but to they, they had the But they had years, though. They had years yeah. of doing it. I mean, they raised Ben. They did the, It's not like it was a one and done thing. They had years yeah. of something. And it's just like it would have been cool if like, you know, it comes with this new new ring, but it's like it had, a, you know, the pieces of the. He went back. Yeah, it had the pieces of, of the something. wood. Well, it had pieces of the wood ring that cracked like in it, like, mm-hmm. a, you know, like they do with like acrylics or whatever or fuse yeah. with kept metal talk- somehow. Well, you know, they kept talking about making upgrades to the Falcon. I think that would have been kind of cool if he had made some kind of display out of that or something. Yeah. You know, something to commemorate the wedding. It it just felt like a lot of this book was foreshadowing what we see of them in Force Awakens. And that's just kind of a shame because, no. like you said, they had such an interesting relationship. And I yeah. know a lot of that's Legends now, and we can't really go back to it. But damn it, I can't can't act like none of that happened like these are characters that are iconic they're essential and you can't just sweep all that under the rug and completely change their narrative and expect everyone who followed them to be okay with it well i i had um 
I'd read a review because sometimes I'll go on Goodreads and, and read a review. And I read a review uh, that somebody was saying, you know, that they really liked this book because it wasn't like Legends and you you talk about the kids and all this stuff and and what whatnot. And it's like, well, but they also had Han and Leia stories. They had Han stories. They had plenty of Leia stories. It wasn't all about the kids, but they yeah, did they also focus. New Jedi Order. Yeah, I mean, everything. they had they had <laughs> series that did focus on the kids because they're the next generation. Yeah, uh, which but is going to happen. Had series that set up, you know, Leia becoming basically the leader of a uh, no grind. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Which would have been that had sweet. nothing to do with the kids. <laughs> no, and that storyline was cool. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't. I, that's probably somebody who didn't read very far in the legends, which is fair. There was a there was a lot, and I, okay. I don't blame them. But you know. <sighs> The, the, the ring thing just felt kind of, you know, bleh. And to, to dedicate that much to the wedding, and it was kind of like Queen's, uh, the last Queen's book we read. Was it Queen's mm-hmm. Hope, maybe, was the last one? Or or was it so. or was it the, the middle one that they did the wedding? Anyway, whichever Queen's book they did the wedding, it was like, you're really describing this wedding like a lot. lot and it's like, nothing's really happening. It's like, if you just yeah. want to do a wedding book, that's something else. But it felt like a lot of a book to dedicate to this, this wedding. And boy, did Oh boy, se- did they get those Ewoks involved? <laughs> did it seem kind of weird that they set up the joke about Lando tricking Han into thinking he was wearing something yeah. from Alder? That <laughs> like it just seemed, fell a bit flat. Yeah, well, it kind of seemed mean. It's like, yeah. well, it, I don't know. It it, it 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 did. It fell flat for me because it's like, well, look, yeah, Lando, he would do, he might do something like that, but it would have also been like Lando doesn't hate Leia. It's like if if he could make one of those sort of things, uh, the, the the party or the wedding or whatever, be a little bit special. I feel like he would. Mm-hmm. Like it just makes him kind of look like a giant jerk, for the sake of what some stupid joke. It was kind of yeah. it, it was kind of a little contrived, but I. It, it is what it I is. I feel like the entire Endor section was a bit wasted, honestly, because oh. I feel like you could have really gone through a lot other than just the wedding. But dude, I mean, they got to they got to uh, head off the awkward. You remember that one time you kissed your sister? <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that ever again. Agreed. Agreed. It's like them. Why'd you bring it up? It was uh, yeah. It was like uh, <laughs> they made okay. Luke seem kind of dopey in this. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Well, the, even the way they voiced him. There was even some really awkward stuff too, like uh, like uh, you know when he when he comes up behind Leia and like Le- from Leia's perspective is like his hand was on my shoulder and he rubbed his thumb <laughs> in a circular manner. It's like what the yeah. hell is this? Uh, and no offense to the writer, but like seriously, it, it seemed odd. I think it probably wasn't meant to be, or I hope it wasn't, but it, it seemed really, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I think they just made Luke kind of odd in this in general. I felt like there was a ton. I know I said that I was kind of happy with this book. Now we're getting into the negatives, but got to get them out of the well, way. We, we gotta, I felt we like they had. I feel like they had a ton of ideas to bring up with this book. Yeah. And rarely did they get fleshed out. We had, you know, we had a lot of Vader stuff, and that was kind of um, brought up enough throughout the book to make it okay to even have it. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like we could have maybe jumped into 
a little heavier into, oh, well, Leia is kind of obsessed with power right now because she wants to protect the one she loves. Doesn't that sound familiar? Maybe this is where she acknowledges yeah. her father's shortcomings and realizes how simple or easy it would be to make the same mistake with the ability to make that mistake. Would have been a good setup for her arc to forgive him. Um, and it, But it did make a good roadblock for her ability to use the Force, which I did appreciate. Right. And the way they explained all that. But... You know, we we constantly hear about upgrading the Falcon. That never happens. We never see the Falcon. We get a kitchen. You think I can cook? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna be honest. That was extremely funny to me. I love that little portion. <laughs> but that was just because of the people reading the book. I think yeah. they did it really well. That yeah. would have fallen really flat had I read it. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you. But that that was a little bit of the Han and Leia that you know, just the little bickering back and forth, whatnot. But um, but yeah, there was a lot of things brought up. Some of them kind of drawing blank on right now, but just like you keep bringing this thing up, but it never goes anywhere. Why do we keep bringing this up? Yeah. I also think that they made Leia like seem way more immature in this book mm-hmm. than I would have expected. I, I, I really felt like there were times when, you know, I, I always viewed her as just this really strong really strong head on her shoulders prodigy you know prodigal um you know woman who is in command of what's going on who has the experience and everything and it just seemed like she was almost so out of control out of her element and through much of this and easily manipulated in a lot of cases Mm -hmm. as well um and didn't really seem to come out on top. Like, I, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and put this out here. I thought that this book made me dislike Mon Mothma even more than I already do. And I, and I, and I don't want to, I don't want to hate Mon That's Mothma, but I really don't like Mon Mothma. I, I don't, I still don't understand why we care. And, and like, she was Padme's friend. She was an influential senator. I actually think we're going to get some good stuff with her in... Andor, which I'm really hoping mm-hmm. they do something cool with her because I'm so done with Mon Mothma. I don't want to dislike her. I don't either. I, I just don't understand. Disliking. Well, I don't yeah. understand why. Like, I've never seen anything that really points me in the direction of saying, ooh, this character is somebody I should respect. I mean, we read stuff in Aftermath, and it was like, yeah, I don't want you here. The fact is, is that Leia should have became Chancellor, not Mon Mothma. And if Leia became Chancellor, things would have been a lot better. But in this book, we have Mon Mothma making all the wrong decisions. You know, first and foremost, the main plot here, you have a wedding, you have a honeymoon, you have a little adventure on your honeymoon. It's it's not an unknown storyline. It's happened before. But the fact is, you have a flipping war still going. Like, the war's mm-hmm. not over in this... Yeah, we are in aftermath. Well, this <laughs> literally the beginning yes. of aftermath. And this political <laughs> BS that they put in here about, uh, oh yeah, no, we've basically got to lie to the galaxy and tell them that the empire is destroyed because they want. It's yeah, like shut the remnant up. Isn't the remnant yet? We no, are still it, dealing with a full fledged army. <laughs> it's literally after the Death Star's been destroyed. Like we're talking, yeah, we're talking still... days, weeks. We're not talking yeah, every years. planet is still occupied. 
Yeah. And, and, and by stormtroopers. And what's her <laughs> advice to Leia? Uh, you should go on this Chandrillin uh, pleasure cruise line uh, to unwind to make, you know, make us look good. It's like, do you realize that people are going to see that? And they're not going to see the hero of the rebellion. They're going to see a girl going with her, you know, weird scoundrel husband, lapping it up in the lap of luxury and showing that they are a part of everything. It almost makes me think that Mon Mothma is setting up Leia to not be anything important in this new, Mm -hmm. like she feels threatened by her. That's that's the vibe I got. Well, think about the two things that are happening with that. You're sending them on this star cruiser or this uh, cruise liner. Oh, hold on. To- Re- real quick. What is the cruise liner? The Halcyon. What's the Halcyon? Yeah. The new Disney hotel-y thing. Yeah. No, what it is is freaking Starlight Beacon again. <laughs> it's Black Spire. <laughs> Black Spire, yeah. Same same thing. Galaxy's Edge, I was waiting boy. for them to talk about the food and drinks and yep. everything. I was yep. just waiting at the end of the books, like, well, I went to get food at this great place. Called. They're going to have those buns, man. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, the two things that I, came to mind for me. One, we had just gotten done talking about uh, potential threats and assassination attempts. So what do you do? You send her on a cruise... With a bunch of publicity, you don't think anyone's going to see that live feed and go after her? Second, how many people are going to see that live feed that are mourning the death of their children Yep. or their significant other from the Death Star being destroyed? Yep. And you see them just celebrating? Yeah. It doesn't make it a good impression on the galaxy. No, and I mean... Especially when you consider all these people are probably being treated even worse now because the Empire is desperate, these planets are still occupied, and they're probably taking out their frustrations on all the citizens. (laughs) Yeah, and we even even got some of that too. One woman who was mourning the death of her son or grandchild or something like that. Yeah, her son. And, you know, the fact is, is that it's very true. There were people in in the empire that were not evil. There were people that just, Mm -hmm. that is, that's what was there for them to climb and they wanted to climb. Now, And that's brought up multiple times in this book, especially with Han, because it's brought up that he obviously served for a short period of time. Uh, Our engineer served the empire and basically threw it in Han's face like, what choice did I have? It was join or die. Yeah. I wanted to protect me and mine. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought it was bad political wrangling and it just it it doesn't make me any more interested in um in Mon Mothma. I, I just don't I don't I don't care for it at all. And the other part was Lando is over here voicing a real concern saying, look. We need to go get Bespin back. Fuel. Because of fuel. We need our fuel. Now, granted, he's got his angle because Bespin is technically his. Sure, but he's right. But he is right, and he gets shut down by Mon Mothma pretty sharply in a, a, like a, a room full of a people. council meeting, yeah. And then afterwards, when she's talking with Leia, it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, Lando's totally right. And he is. He is right. You don't have to shut people down like that. It's not good leadership. And that's my that's my problem with Mon Mothma. Just have never gotten the character. I wish I did. I just don't. 
Sorry. I think it's even more frustrating because it's a character that obviously we like so much, but you have everyone saying, we need to get all these allies for our fledgling government, not to deal with a war that's still on, but just to help grow the government. Yeah. And here's the only source of common sense. Like, we are still at war. <laughs> we yeah. are still at war. We need fuel. We cannot take a break. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't know, man. I mean, it's um, it's an interesting form of leadership, to it's say It's wishful least. thinking, you know, just... And they made they mention it multiple times. They're so excited by the fact that they won such a huge battle that they just they have to let off some steam. But people are still dying. There are still yeah. rebels dying. And don't say that you're not rebels yet or not still rebels because you are until the remnant really happens when you have them completely on the defensive. Yes, they are the new republic, but right. they're acting like they already have control of the galaxy when they don't. <laughs> Do you? notice that they're saying rebels less and alliance yeah. more yep i, I think wonder rebels is only thrown out there by like han once or twice yeah maybe maybe Le- well leia says once i'm a rebel yeah it, it's it's kind of interesting it's definitely kind of kind of interesting why they I mean, I understand why a politician. Well, we're the legitimate government now, but it, it it almost seemed a bit more poignant. Like we're just getting away from the word rebel. Yeah, which is odd because, like, growing up, maybe I just didn't pay attention to it all that much. But I feel like the only time you really heard alliance a lot was like in the Battlefront games when you have like the little narrator talking about the Empire and the alliance. Yeah, <laughs> just I don't remember that being a thing. Yeah, no doubt. Well, so that's that's kind of part of that. Um, but we we get the wedding, we get Han and Leia aboard the the Chandrelin Halcyon, <laughs> and we get a lot of Leia ignoring Han. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, Han goes to a bar. Leia ignores Han for politicians and seedy people who don't like her. Uh, Han finds a card game and all that good stuff. Leia finds people to chat to, and um, you know, eventually Han we kind of scumbag. <laughs> yeah, eventually we get Leia wrangling the Halcyon into going to another location so she can effectively um, barter, so to speak, for wh- whatever mineral that they had. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was called. I don't either. But lo and behold, we find out this moon has the empire on it, and they're there. And they're so shocked. It's like, well, yeah. Mm, <laughs> you didn't yeah. destroy the empire, you destroyed the Death Star. <laughs> yeah. I, eh. Does it feel like from this point on, I feel like this is where the neg- negativity is going to drop off a bit. I think but, so. But does it feel like from this point on, they've almost set Leia up as... I just feel like if I went back and watched Force Awakens right now after wa- reading this book, I would totally look at their split completely differently than I did initially. Because initially it was like, well, yeah, Han's Han, Leia's busy, and Han probably overreacted. But you see in this book, like he's extremely justified in his frustration. 
Yeah, the only thing I would say is that he is also at times strangely overprotective. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I it, Leia is Leia's kind of not I don't think their split had anything to do with Han at all. <laughs> I know they try and make it a mutual thing, but at least judging by what I kind of see from this book, a lot of it seems more like Leia pushing far too hard for her, for the old, I don't want to say her own justification, but really for the Republic. Whereas Han is not comfortable in those situations. He certainly has his strengths, but being a consort effectively to, you know, somebody high in government, I don't think, you know, I think it becomes a bad fit. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, I think that if, if Leia truly respected, I don't want to, I don't want to be that rude about it, but I, I kind of have to say a little bit, if they sort of respected Han a little bit more, maybe things would have worked out because Han seems pretty compliant to work for her or work alongside her. She seems a little bit more selfish. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe I'm misreading that, but she does seem a little bit more selfish. It's all the more frustrating when you know that she doesn't have a higher position in the new Republic too. Like what she is, is her position. Like what actually is her position right now? I don't know. I feel like, well, we probably should know that from aftermath, but at this point, I mean, is she still just a general? Mm. Mm. Or is she back on more of the political side, not yeah. in the army anymore? I don't know. But I know the amount of effort she put in is the amount of effort that a chancellor should put in. And she yeah. certainly does not get the credit to be a chancellor. So it's it makes it even more bitter when you think about what it cost her in the end. Because it not only cost her her husband, but to some extent Ben's fall probably was pushed in that direction based on her neglect. Cause realistically yeah. with what they show in the movies, Han was the one that was there for Ben for the most part. He actually, you know, put time and effort in and Leia was always busy. Yeah, that's tough. That's mm-hmm. tough. Um, I do think that there's there's commendability in passion and in mm-hmm. taking your work seriously and all that good sort of stuff. But you know, yeah, absolutely. That, she gave her life to a cause. You know, well, she gave her life to a cause that failed. Yeah, very quickly, <laughs> pathetically quickly when you think about it. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, we have our Starliner thing. We go to the moon. <sighs> you know, there's an underwater base, basically. And the Empire is mining uh, whatever that element is. And causing earthquakes and instability. Uh, we do meet, uh, and I don't, I didn't pick out that guy's name. The, the one, uh, the engineer, really seedy engineer. Yeah. Um, 
Man, it seemed like there wasn't as many characters as this list actually shows. I know a lot of them are mentions and yeah, whatnot, but it is kind of hard to sift through it. Well, our our engineer guy, who is a complete shyster, originally had thought, oh, yeah, kidnapping Princess Leia would be great. We'd get tons of credits. And then kind of holds up this planet that's falling apart for um, for pay as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, smart engineer, I have to say that, worked on repulsor technology for and uh, um, uh, tractor beam technology for the Empire. Mm-hmm. And um, will be exploited by the New Republic. That's mm-hmm. absolutely going to happen. Ronto, Ronto. Oh, shut up. I didn't want to. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, yeah. I, I so see. serious when he said, too. It was so good. Ronto, Ronto. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, I don't know. Talk. What, 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 what do you, what do you got for this? Section Sorry. I'm trying, I'm trying to find his name. It's bugging me. No, you're, but, uh, you're good. I was trying to. No, we have our, uh, uh, what, what title would he have? He's basically the one that escorts Han and Leia around trying to divi- divert them from the, the, yeah. the black structure in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of liked our, our bit of uh, intrigue in that, you know, what's his angle, what's he trying to hide and whatnot. The reveal obviously being that uh, he's kind of just trying to protect them and keep the Empire from retaliating, thinking that they're, you know, New yeah. Republic sympathizers. Ended up liking that character a lot more than at first. Really thought he was a scumbag, too, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean... Everybody was in awe that this little moon was able to effectively take down a, you know, what, like an orbital satellite or whatever we want Mm -hmm. to call that. When in actuality, it's not the truth at all. Um, They basically made a deal with the Empire. And Mm -hmm. usually when the Empire wants something, they're going to get it. Um, So, yeah, that was that was something. Um I do think there was one kind of interesting tie-in where Luke basically is continuing to ask Leia to train. Mm-hmm. And there was a part in the beginning she said, well, going with Luke would be like an adventure, and I don't want that. But what happens is you wind up going on an adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her her real reason for not wanting to train is is because of Vader. And I think that she doesn't really um, forgive Luke for forgiving their father. And I think that's something that has to be worked on, admitted and then worked on. Yeah, it's kind of weird how they uh, tie that into that maybe she's just more like her mother and that's why she can't forgive Vader and Luke's more like (laughs) Vader. And that's like, that doesn't make any sense because you're setting them up at, the opposite way by the end of the book but yeah i mean it's kind of a well-known thing even in legends how quickly luke forgives 
Vader compared to Leia, but there's also a lot more history there. I mean, Vader did torture Leia, but that has nothing to do with Luke, and the fact yeah. that she equates those two things is, again, kind of leads back to that statement you made earlier of her being a little childish in this book. Maybe. Um, what did you think about Han constantly like getting all anxious about the being frozen in carbonite thing? <laughs> um, it showed a vulnerability that we're not used to with Han. For sure. Didn't necessarily mind it. Um, I feel like they kind of pushed more towards the fact that he had lost that year. Mm-hmm. Almost like they were setting it up as a group of short stories to kind of go through what happened. Obviously, we already kind of know a lot of what happens. We have comics go through it and whatnot. Oh, boy. And were, did they really <laughs> double down on the Kira tie-in? Oh, uh, we had to she... Kira. Wasn't that so weird when Han's like, my Kira? It's like, there's yeah. no good way to say that. Why did you say my Kira? Yeah, that was that was definitely interesting that we're we're really tying that in there with you know Leia. Kind of like that we got the backstory, a little yeah, side story with Han. I mean, we 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 have not finished, and who knows about finishing that whole Crimson Dawn stealing of Han Solo and mm-hmm. Carbonite and all that good sort of stuff. How that even turned out, I, I don't know. I the tie really in there it. did kind of make me want to go back and just kind of skim through it, see what happens. Well, if I didn't have to read the same comic over three different <laughs> strips, you know. <laughs> no, I, I hate to say it at this point, I feel like I would just get a story synopsis because I'm sure someone has taken the time out there to just combine all the stories yeah, and sure, hit all yeah. the key points. It yeah. probably wouldn't be that difficult with the variations, to be honest. Yeah, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be. Ah, well, anyway. Maybe they'll just release a comic that combines them all. A sixth <laughs> comic. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. That would be way too logical. So, um, I, I guess I guess realistically, all's well that ends well, though. Mm-hmm. Um, we are kind of able to overcome our adversity. And seemingly we leave this book off with forging a stronger bond in quotations mm-hmm. between Leia and Han with a new ring. And, you know, Leia just commands a uh, massive space fish, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Moonfish. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I feel like... I feel like a lot of the... Um, the story here was um, a little meh, Mm -hmm. if I'm being frank. I think that um, probably about half the book just didn't need to be there or should have been lessened. Like the wedding could have legitimately been a chapter Mm -hmm. and just get through it. Because I don't think it started with the wedding, truthfully, instead of... uh tying right into the movie yeah I think that this the adventure however was not necessarily as big a focal point for our writer or for the direction that was given to our writer while it could have been 
elaborated more instead of hearing Han say for the fifth time that, oh, the carbonite that one year. Or Leia, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm being outsmarted by moon people. (laughs) I almost feel like Star Wars has tried to humanize its characters too much. A little too much. Look, I I understand wanting to humanize people or bring them closer to you. Uh, You know, some people get a better connection, but like, you got to have some mystery out there. Got to have to have some room for your imagination to run, I think. Almost makes you wonder if they're diving too much into these characters. I hate to say that because that's like the whole point of our, our maybe our channel is, you know, expanding upon the universe. But, you know, there's just that magic from watching the movies that's gone and you just kind of can't get it back now. I don't think that's an age thing as much as the fact that when we first met the Han Solo. First off, I didn't care where he got his last name from. I just kind of assumed that was his last name. Yeah. Nor did I have to have a 10-minute explanation of that in a movie. Didn't really need... I mean, there were things that were cool to you know, kind of expand upon, like how Chewie and Han met, how Chewie and, or I'm sorry, how Lando and Han met, but there's always some mysterious aspects of Han that just made him a cooler character, more of a badass. Same with Leia. They were just such strong characters from the beginning. You know, you had your origin story with Luke. You got to see him develop, but you had these two characters that were already pretty well developed that helped him along. And seems like the more we dive into these characters, the more it ruins that <clears throat> initial opinion of them in a way. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. There are just certain characters, I think, that are written to be expanded upon more than others. Luke being a perfect example of that. Yeah. I don't think you could ever really stop giving us adventures of Luke maybe it's time to stop giving us adventures with Leia and Han well I, I just I think that they're like you so you touched on it I mean like eventually leave some mystery in there leave some intrigue you know or just maybe stop over explaining things that don't necessarily need to be explained because mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that I just feel like you know why do I care? Why do we have to canonize this? Why does this have to be a big deal? Um, where on the other side, I totally understand why a lot of people want to hear more about this, that, and the other. Or, hey, that was a fun tie-in. Okay, yeah, fair enough. But like, mm-hmm. eh, just a little a little bit of a meh on some It just that, feels you know? like they're not doubling down on the new universe as much. Like it's all kind of blown up in their face. So they need to come back to the established universe and yeah. You know, build up their coffers a little bit before they try another venture. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt, dude. No doubt. I don't well, know. Maybe it's just kind of our mindset with star Wars right now. I don't want to say mm-hmm. I'm burnt out, but it's been harder to enjoy lately. Not gonna lie. Well, I don't think they're telling any really interesting stories as much. I think we've certainly got a lot out there. Um, 
But I, I, you know, I've kind of been enjoying our like new Jedi Order stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I don't know, maybe maybe this new adult novel in the High Republic will turn us around. Um, yeah. But I even like sort of some of our discussion over like uh, Force Unleashed that we did last week. You know, it's mm-hmm. a little different thing there than than what we've done. It was, it was, it was a fun little uh, discussion. No? Yeah. Yeah. That's something but, worth uh, really a lot more time than some of the things we get. Like, <laughs> do yeah. we really need to put the same amount of effort into explaining what happened to Luke's hand after it got chopped off than we do the person who started the rebellion? <laughs> mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there is a lot of media out there book-wise. I, I, I just don't think that the newer books are necessarily ca- uh, catching our attention as much anymore. Um, and it's it's no disrespect towards the writers because, like, I know that they're trying hard, but I've noticed a common theme where we seem to be repeating a lot of stuff. The exposition winds up repeating itself, and I kind of feel like we're just we're just trying to make books longer for the sake of making them longer. And, and that doesn't necessarily work. Yeah. Like you said. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't necessarily work for me. Um, I, I, I want, I want things to be meaningful when they're written in a page because writing a book is important. Having mm-hmm. good literature is important. Um, having meaningful literature is important. Uh, there's a reason why people love Lord of the Rings so much is because it's great. It is a great piece of, of, um, of literature that will never go out of style. As much as people sometimes can attack it for, you know, some people want to say lack of diversity in certain aspects and, and whatever, but like the core tale is so much greater than the sum of an agenda. And mm-hmm. um, I do think that we're, we're straying a little bit away from content and perhaps a little bit too much into just elongation, um, and not well, that necessarily makes me being wonder, as That kind of makes me wonder if we had the same thing going on with Lord of the Rings that we did with Star Wars, where they just kept pumping out new content every year, if they would end up the same. And I would have mm-hmm. to lean towards, yes, I think they would. Um, Possibly. I think Lord of the Rings came out in a good little bubble where political agenda wasn't really main topic thrust upon movies at the time. Mm-hmm. Same as our prequels, really, when you think about it. And and to be fair, I mean, we're, we're not talking about Star Wars political stuff. It's just more that there does certainly seem to be a change in writing style. And mm-hmm. another thing, I'm, I'm tired of the 50, 60 chapter books. Yeah. I don't. I don't 100% understand that as much. And I haven't been reading as much as I used to, but like for the ones that you have bought an actual physical copy of, are they just extremely short chapters? It's kind of hard to tell that when you're listening to it. Uh, Well, I don't know because I haven't bought a physical copy of anything in a while. Oh, really? (laughs) You know, I think I I bought some of the uh, very early High Republic books but I really haven't bought any of the newer ones for, for some time. Um, I just okay. haven't been interested in owning them. Uh, maybe down the road. Yeah, I just wonder if that's, I, I wonder if that's just them thinking they need to keep it 
short for attention span for someone who doesn't want to just sit down and finish the whole story. Someone who just wants to say, like, yeah, I went through a couple chapters of a book today. Yeah, I suppose. That certainly could be true. I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, I think that seems like a pretty good cutting point. No? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, you want to head into a little bit of a ratey rate? Do little ratings of this book? Yeah. Yeah, sure. What do you got? (laughs) It's hard to rate this book because I kind of went into it being excited to have some Han. And for the most part, I really wasn't disappointed with Han. Mm -hmm. I was super disappointed with some other parts of the book. And I'll be honest, Leia is one of those parts because she seems kind of lost and not... It's almost like Leia before we see her in A New Hope because she's just... Some of the things that she can't wrap her head around, like the fact that a lot of the galaxy hates her, and she can't understand that, even though she's mm. literally a mass murderer. <laughs> when you oh, stop and think about it, what? You Along with all of our heroes. Oh my god! But uh, I mean, th- there's some things that just make her a little less relatable and less impressive in this book. Um, I feel like. It ties it, it paints her in a kind of negative light, and I don't know if that was the intention or just the way I read into it, but that didn't throw me a whole lot. Certainly made me more of a Hans sympathizer, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean the, the, the low adventure wasn't terrible. I kinda liked some portions of it. We had some although obviously a tie in for the park, the Halcyon stuff wasn't terrible. I kind of liked our little Sabacc game, all that. But again, that keeps going back to Han. I don't know. It wasn't a terrible book, but I I can't rate it highly just because of Han. So I guess I'll give it a 7.2. I'm sorry, we're doing out of 5, not out of 10. My goodness, what would that equate to? That would be a 3 point, we'll say 3.6, 3.7. Okay. Yeah. Fair. So Goodreads. Uh, let me go back to that tab here. Goodreads. 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 4.1 currently with 354 ratings. That's pretty decent for how new this book is. Yeah. A lot of advanced readers here. We really need to uh, like write out to these companies and see if we can get some advanced <laughs> readers. That'd be pretty sweet. Come on, I man, how... Give me some free audible tokens. I don't want the book. How does one audible. do that? <laughs> how does one do that? I'm going to have to figure that out. Um, I think the bit, the book was paced terribly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm supposed to care about some things, but I, I found myself not caring as much for some things. The wedding was too long. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind the hatred of Vader thing. I, I can understand that. Um, we probably need to park bloodlines in, in the order at some point. I've been meaning to do that, and we haven't, uh, which kind of deals with that a lot more. But I felt like Leia seemed a little bit more childish. Han seemed a little bit 
almost psycho overprotective at times, almost controlling. I felt like their characterizations reflected a little bit more of an author's interpretation than the actual general interpretation of the characters, which is what it is. That's an author's right to do that. That is, that is their creative license when writing. Um, the book really turned me more against Mon Mothma. Um, I felt that it was, it was pretty disrespectful and, and just honestly seedy, very sketchy the way she's acting in this book. Uh, so I didn't really care for that all that much. Uh, I thought the last sort of quarter of the book was somewhat interesting seeing a new place and kind of battling it out with the empire. We didn't even mention our, uh, our tie in character here. Or, uh, Intelligence officer. Uh, Alicia Beck, mm-hmm. who I've never heard of. I think she's, is she just first mentioned in no, this book? No, she's, she's been in uh, some stuff. I, I don't, I don't remember much about her, but like, I, I, I didn't remember a darn thing when I, when I was listening to the book and then I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe familiar, but yeah, I, I really don't know. So, uh, smugglers run, was uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca adventure? I don't remember. Was that a comic or was that a full book? Blo- a full book? A full book? Um, Doesn't sound like a comic, but oh, this was one of the Journey to the Force Awakens books. Yeah, we never hey. read that. So that might be worth a, a mention or a, a yeah. listen or a read on down the road. So September fourth, two thousand fifteen. It was one hundred ninety-two pages, so relatively short. But uh, apparently she popped up in that book. So maybe some people who are fans of that might have gone a little yeah. crazy. So uh, good good for good for you. Definitely uh, designed to uh, <laughs> almost like a comic character in a way. Kind of. The way they yeah. described her and everything. But yeah, the, the tie-ins in the book were a little weak. Um, I just, I found I found myself not necessarily very excited, but... But um, I didn't feel like I needed to skip anything. So that's that's positive. It's a very mm-hmm. mid-grade book. Um, another thing about the Audible um, production, and I don't know because I know you are a speed-up person, I did find myself trying to speed it up a bit, but I felt like the quality of the audiobook drastically fell if you sped it up. Yeah, I, I usually keep it at about one and a half speed, and I don't think I ever took it down to normal speed, so I I can't attest to that. But yeah, um, I don't there know. Were, there were definitely some parts where the background, the ambient noise was kind of super annoying. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> which, mean, I, it, which obviously can be at a sped up rate, but more right, so than it, usual. Right, and if if I'm not enjoying a book, I'll speed it up. If I'm trying to just get through it or maybe it's not quite as interesting as other things I might try and speed it up a little bit I did maybe take it to 1.2 but anything past that oh, wow. and, it, and it just sounded odd to me yeah I, I didn't like I didn't like the quality so that's that's something um just if you're into that sort of jazz Read speeds super inconsistent <laughs> yeah no you doubt. can have some that 1.5 feels like it should be normal speed and so yeah. it's like wow I can't keep up with this Absolutely. But I do think that in a, in a lot of ways, this book certainly wasn't bad, 
but it wasn't great. It, it, it seemed like a bit of a footnote on bigger things and, and didn't necessarily engage my imagination quite as much um, as I would have liked. So I'm... I'm going to say that I'm going to give it 3.5. Okay. I'm going to give it 3.5, very mid-tier book in my opinion not terrible not great um could have been better could have been better could have chopped a lot <laughs> excuse me could have chopped a lot along the line and uh yeah just could have been better and it wasn't just wasn't yeah. quite as it wasn't quite a home run for me but it was fine <laughs> just glad they didn't ruin on it was like it was like okay, man. It was, it was like it was okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Three point six, three point five in the books for Princess and the Scoundrel. Uh, what are we getting into next week? What was next week's thing? Um, I believe we're doing. Oh, it's Catalyst. We're doing Catalyst. Catalyst. Oh, fun. Okay. So Star Wars Catalyst, which will give us a little bit more into Genos, Jen Ursa's parents, um, Galen and, and Lyra. Could be fun. Nice. I haven't read this one before. So this, this one should be kind of neat. Um, and then we'll be, you know, marching along, getting Rogue One in there and uh, then bopping straight into the Andor series. And, you know, eventually down the road, Bad Batch will be coming out and, you know, we'll be fitting whatever we can just smacking it in there just trying to smack things in it'll be <laughs> lots of fun and we'll be 100 years forever podcasting and or always 100 years <laughs> and or always all right well any parting thoughts before we go ahead and round about and get on out of here i do believe we have said our piece I do declare that we are ending this podcast, so if you have anything you'd like to say to us, just go ahead and uh, tap us on the social media, Speak Twitter. Speak now, forever hold your peace. <laughs> Speak now, or forever hold your peace in this court of law. Um, but yeah, Twitter, Facebook, at TC Plan Podcast is where you can find us, or just send us an email to tcplanpodcast at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Tell us what you thought of this book, or don't. But do it because we love here. Please. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's all. So hopefully, y'all have a good rest of your week. And as always, may the force be with you. <laughs>